Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. A new segment that we're going to be doing exclusively for the US Open. Short videos where we go through contenders for the US Open 2022. And today we're going to be doing Stefanos Tsitsipas. So we're going to be concentrating solely on him, on his run-up, on how he's been looking coming into the US Open. And also a little bit of stats. Everyone has a stat, don't they? So we're going to get into that how he's looked at the US Open in prior years, and I'll give you my breakdown of how I think he's going to do this year as well. Before we get into it, remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new. If you're listening on a podcast platform, remember to follow, like, leave a rating. Thank you so much. So Stefanos Tsitsipas, the Greek player who, look, I mean, at 24 years of age, he is still very young. He's still improving, and there's a lot of positivity around how he's played going into the US Open, especially his Cincinnati result. A final uh, on courts, which played pretty similar to the US Open. So that's a massive, massive uh, positive for him. In terms of ranking, he's actually number five in the world, which is fantastic for Sissipas, I have to say. Um, look, I mean, he ha has been higher in the past, so the only issue for him will be when the draw comes out, he won't be number four. Uh, or higher so that does mean his draw is going to be slightly harder when you're five uh, between five and eight for example uh, his win to loss ratio win to loss for the year so far is 46 and 16 so that's pretty impressive two titles as well and if i'm not mistaken he actually holds the joint most wins on the atp tour in 2022 with carlos alcaraz which is really impressive because Look, he, yes, he's played a lot, of, a lot of tournaments, a lot more than, say, Nadal, who's played really well this year, but that just shows that he's winning. Uh, so he's in good form. Uh, so that's fantastic. And uh, his record on hard courts going into the US Open is 17-8, and eight, which is not too bad. Uh, that's this year, of course. What I would say is in Cincinnati, which, is, as I said, plays pretty similarly to the US Open nowadays, given that it's, it's got a little bit quicker, he made the final the last couple of years. He made a semifinals in Cincinnati. You would think that he would have done better at the US Open in prior years. That hasn't been the case with Steph. Uh, he doesn't have the best of records at the US Open. And if I'm being honest, he actually arguably has the worst record out of all of the Grand Slams that he plays in at the US. Um, he's definitely got the worst, like, he's got the worst best result. At the US Open, if that makes sense. So he's gone further at Wimbledon, Roland Garros, and the Australian Open than he has done so, has done even, sorry, at the US Open. Uh, so in 2018, he was second, uh, second round exit there for him, first round exit in 2019, and then 2020 and 2021, lost in a third round in both years. Last year, of course, losing to an inspired uh, Carlos Alcaraz in what can only be described as a thrill. I did the commentary for that. And he looked so good, um, Carlos Alcaraz, that is, in that Sitzpass played his part as well. Um, Alcaraz winning 6-3, love 6, or 0-6. I mean, crazy to get Bagel and still win, but anyway. And 7-6 in a five-set thriller. Um, but he had beaten Manorino and Andy Murray, uh, which was a five-set victory in the opening round. So, look, he's playing really well. And he's won four out of his seven ATP titles on hard court. So, to list them, 2018 Stockholm, 2019 Marseille, 2019 ATP Finals, which is where he also beat Medvedev as well and a couple of fantastic players. 
Indoor hard, yes, but still very, very notable. And 2020 Marseille, he sit, he's yet to win, obviously, then a hard court title since 2020. So a little bit of question marks around his ability to win titles on the hard courts, but his results are there in terms of going deep uh, in some of these tournaments. And he'll be a little bit disappointed to lose to Chorich the way he did in straight sets. But I think probably mentally and physically uh, tired going into that as well to a degree. And he had what, in my eyes, is a very important victory over Daniel Medvedev. Uh, Medvedev is the US Open champion. And Steph went into that with a losing record of 7-2. and two. Uh, He managed to gain back, uh, well, at least try and close the gap even in that head-to-head. Uh, and what was even more impressive is that he had a hardcore record, I think, of 5-1 and one going into that. So against Medvedev, that is. So that one victory coming indoors as well so five of those victories that maybe they've had all outdoor hard courts since past yet to break the mold but he did so against Medvedev and there's some massive positives about his style and how he's been playing so let's get into that as we've talked about the stats of course he's five and four at the US Open you can do the math uh, so let's get into it what has been Sitspass's form been like? What has Sitspass's form been like going into the US Open? How do you play, for example, against Medvedev? What can we expect from Sitspass at the US Open? Well, there's a few things you can expect. You can expect, of course, the headband and, and the long locks and, uh, you know, what seems like it's going to be a very colourful outfit. Uh, you also have his father in the box. Uh, On-court co- coaching is now allowed, so that's going to be interesting. And he was one of the advocators for on-court coaching he is very happy that it's there because uh, you know Patrick Moritoglu his coach at the time was saying that look you know we really want it to happen and Sitspass agreed so he's got Mark Filippoussis in his corner who's an ex-player very very successful of course ex-player as well Mark Filippoussis he seems to be doing some good things with Sitspass which we'll get into in a second but himself and his dad will be able to talk to him when on the same side of the court so I wonder whether that mentally will give him a little bit of an edge thinking you know what I've, I've got something that actually I've wanted for a long time that might help me help him and maybe it's a placebo effect but either way it'll be helpful star wise if you haven't seen a lot of Sitsa Pass or you're someone who maybe hasn't seen him recently you can expect a pretty big game an aggressive and pleasing on the eye style big server someone who can hit his spots well and has actually now started to come to the net, not just periodically when he hit when the ball's short and he hits a good approach shot, but actually serving and volleying as well. We saw against Medvedev some really, really good points, even against Chorich at times as well. And he's someone who is a very natural volleyer, someone who's natural in the forecourt for sure. That's a massive, massive plus, something that gives you a, di- a different look, something in your tool bag that you can utilize. And I think the variety of his game is continually improving. And that's what's great to see about Sitsipas. He is hunger, hungry, sorry, even to improve. Uh, so serve and volleying, definitely something that you can you can see. But the biggest thing I think is the one-two punch. And that's what I like to call the one of the most elite serve one plus shot combinations in the game and that's his serve and forehand combo his serve as i said is very potent he will get a lot of free points on it unreturnables or aces he's not serving 140 mile per hour plus but he will serve consistently 120s or even 110s but 
their one tens, they're in the corners, and he'll come forward and volley and finish off the point and close up, close off even, and close up the court uh, and make make it very tough for a returner, as we saw against Medvedev. One of the best returners on tour, Medvedev, struggled with the sits pass serve and sits pass volleying really well at times, not just behind the serve, but uh, in a lot of the points as well. Uh, very intelligent, Stefanos. So it's a pass for sure. Uh, the forehand is definitely a weapon as well. Dictates with it beautifully. Something that I think is very common and we've seen. And it's definitely a become a large part, I think, of his game. And something that we now attribute to him is his ability to find angles, especially on the forehand side, uh, cross-court. And he finds these fantastic angles utilising heavy topspin. Uh, he does so on the clay and he manages to do it on the hard courts too. He gets a lot of success with that forehand. It's one of the best forehands on tour, if we're being honest. And it's a forehand that he can flatten out. He can hit with higher topspin. Uh, he has a lot of control with it for the most part. And he can also defend very well to the forehand side. He is one of the best players at running around his backhand. Uh, his movement around to his uh, forehand, into out forehand, is pretty sublime for the most part. And he's also very good then at being able to defend with the forehand slice on the forehand wing. So something to look out for in, in terms of playing style. Uh, Backhand-wise, uh, there's been a lot of question marks around that about how he's going to set up with his backhand. Should he be going you know, flatter? Should he be slicing more? Should he be further back in his return position? My view on it is that it's good to see him slicing more. I don't think it's the most effective slice on tour. It can definitely be improved still. But in saying that, it's functional for now. I think it's functional. I think it's something that he can utilize. And I don't necessarily think it's a disadvantage or something that may get punished, although Chorich did punish it at times. But it is something that is also not necessarily an advantage. I think it's just something that is good to throw in as a variety. Uh, so he can struggle with his backhand grip and, and struggle to seamless, seamlessly uh, switch between grips on the backhand side. So he also doesn't want to get caught in the pattern of just hitting drive backhands or slice backhands. Uh, so something for him uh, to look at and something that we might see at the US Open is people potentially uh, picking up a pattern or, or getting the same ball a couple of times on the backhand side and then punishing him uh, you know, because of it. So something for him to bear in mind won't be watching this i'm sure but if he is uh then you know feel free to take on my advice uh the other thing that he's been utilizing and has been really good is because he's been slicing more he's disguising the drop shot well the backhand slice drop shot doesn't have the best drop shot in the game uh but it's one that is effective enough when you have a player who's standing so far back and we saw that against medvedev as well so uh he can dictate with the forehand he can hit he can hit a good drop shot if he sets up the point correctly and his point construction generally is very good, always looking to come forward when he can and finish the point off on the net. Uh, so definitely a dynamic game the, that Steph has. And the backhand in terms of returning, which I, I guess I forgot to really mention, we do see a lot of shanks, not just on the backhand, but forehand at times. And that's just because of the way that he plays and the aggressive style he has and the big swings he can take. Uh, I think on the backhand side, he's been utilizing the block backhand return really well on the first serve so he just needs to stick with that and just say look I'm happy to get to neutral and then get into ready because I back my ground game 
rather than saying, let's try and get on the upper hand, I think, in those first serve return points. Because more likely than not, from what we've seen, he then doesn't make the return or it's too short and he gets punished. So uh, I think he needs to be not safe, but intelligent, intelligently conservative on the first serve return. Second serve return, I think uh, he struggled to step in and hit the second serve return, which would be ideal, I guess, if you're trying to be on the front foot. So then he just needs to say, I'm going to sit back a little bit behind the baseline uh, and again, be happy to go to neutral. And it won't, it's not ideal, but he is playing to his strengths with the, the other aspects of his game. And then he needs to also understand his limitations currently. And that is a limitation. Uh, you, he's not able to step in and take the ball on the rise, a shoulder height coming at him quickly from a kick serve to the back end on the outside, for example, is something that he needs to, to address later on in training. But at the moment, we're talking about the US Open and how he needs to succeed, give himself more time, uh, and then get into neutral, get into uh, make sure he's positioning himself correctly after the return uh, to then defend if he needs to, or even uh, get on the front foot if possible on the forehand side. So a lot of good things to, to watch for. Uh, well, a lot of good things to talk about when it comes to Steph with his game. And look, he's got a very interesting personality as well, no doubt. It's, it is definitely bubbly. It is a very thoughtful and meaningful, I think, uh, personality and something that is very different but refreshing at the same time. So looking forward to seeing him in New York. His results haven't been the best, as I stated, in the last few years. Um, he'll be looking to change that. He'll be looking to do something similar to what he did in Australian Open this year. Look, I mean, he's made the semifinals of the Australian Open three times. And he's made the final of Ron and Garros, the semifinals there as well. He'll be looking at, to do something similar to the Australian Open. There's there's no reason why he can't make a semifinal at the US Open like he did uh, at the Australian Open three times. Uh, I have no reason to think why he couldn't do that. My prediction is very tough until the draws come out, but I would suggest he should be aiming for the quarterfinals uh, at least. That's my bar. I mean, again, it depends on who he gets drawn, but I would imagine his goals are to win it. But for me, I think I'm looking for him to make at least the quarterfinals. Let me know your thoughts and also what you think of this player profile. We will be doing uh, at least one, if not two, each day, and I'll be sifting through them. Uh, so thank you very much for, our U for watching our US Open 2022 Contenders first edition Watch out for all the rest. We're going to do men's and women's as well. And uh, probably about six or seven for, eight for the men's and same for the women's as well. Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe and well. We'll see you on the next video. Remember to hit the like button and subscribe.